0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading
1: brands. and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Good Monday morning, friends. We're back again. It's May the 15th. It's Fightful Overbooked. I am at Joel Pearl. As always, I've got Mr. Newsman here. The man who never stops much like mlw's world it's jeremy (laughs) (laughs) i've made i've made way too many mlw cracks in the last 24 hours i cannot stop now how you doing jeremy oh
2: i'm good i wish i had mlw schedule of just like once a once a month maybe twice a month do everything that day and then it all airs eight months down the line that'd be great that'd be great if I could just do everything in one weekend and then eight months it comes out and only had to work once a month to be fantastic. I'd love it. I'm well, my, my pussy is wet and I'm here. That's a callback to Friday show everybody. And I'm, I'm here uh, for, for this beautiful Monday.
1: We'll get in the weeds, as we always do. we got a lot to talk about. Uh, Mike Skyros is going to join us at 10.30 a.m. Eastern. Right now it's 10.03. Uh, for those who don't know Mike Skyros, maybe you know our pal Kate, who hosts a plethora of shows here on Biteful, both Overbooked and the main channel. Uh, Skyros and Kate are not uh, pals. But uh, I, I, I told Mike Skyros, I said, hey. Why don't you come and uh, talk about our best friend, Kate? And he was like, let's do it. Let's do that. So we're going to do that. Uh, (laughs) And Ryan Lambert jumps us with a super chat saying, justice for Sky Blue. You know what you did, Joel. Last night, Jeremy, Kate and I were on a show. And we were talking about the CM Punk return. And Kate was like, oh, how do you get people to boo Chicago's own CM Punk in Chicago? As his return... And I said, well, you have him come out. And he, I don't know, he jumps sky blue. Because the first Chicagoan I could think of was sky blue. I didn't want to do Cole Cabana. That's too obvious. So I said, Why? I don't know, because she's Chicagoan. She's a, a young, hot upstart in the company. And that's just the way you do it, right? And so the chat kind of got on my ass about that. They should.
2: This is a terrible idea. Absolutely a terrible after? idea. I'd have him bury... Uh, the Blackhawks, I'd have them call Patrick Kane, a coward for wanting to go to New York. And then I'd have them laugh at Patrick Kane for not being able to get out of the first round, despite, you know, wanting to go there. That was the play. That was the destination he had to go. He forced the Blackhawks hand to go there and then he couldn't get out of the first round and the Blackhawks got a terrible return for that. Uh, I'd have them just completely bury the Blackhawks, honestly. that They would hate that. I have them bury the Bulls, who also can't get out of the first round ever. Burying sports teams works. Yeah, bury the Cubs, the the Bears. They have two teams. The Bears have the number one overall pick. The Blackhawks, then they traded it. The Blackhawks have the number one overall pick. Their town is so shitty. That they, they get the first pick in all of these drafts. And then he should act like he is the savior to all this. Like, this, just... This town is nothing without me. What, who, who is relevant in this town if I'm not around? Make himself be the savior and be essentially a martyr. And it works because there's the double entendre of AEW. The ratings are down without me. I mean, they get, they get this, this business deal ain't going through without me. This second show ain't happening without me. See, there's layers. The the layers to this.
1: I said this on the other show. No, but I said this on the other show because AEW is full of a lot of people who like read ratings reports and and live by these numbers. They're gonna see collision at like seven hundred thousand and a .15 in the in the demo. And this isn't me shitting on. This is this is stuff that uh, has been talked about by Brandon Thurston, who was on the show, you know, last week. Uh, he's he's posited that like a Sunday uh, collision show. That's kind of what you expect in ratings and. People might not understand that for a Saturday evening show. It's not going to perform the same way a dynamite would. So if he's going to say, you know, oh, I am the savior of the ratings. I bring the numbers and then the numbers are less than a W dynamite. Then it's kind of hard to play that role unless you become that that heel. who's just so delusional that he skates by it.
2: Punk is so smart. He's going to they're going to pop a number for the first show. Right? Hundred percent. And then he's gonna yeah. And then he's gonna be off that show the next week. He's gonna be on dynamite the following week. And he's just gonna it's gonna he's gonna take that pop, that pop number, and be like, this is what we did the first show. I wasn't on it the second week. Look at this dramatic drop off. This is gonna come back the third week and it's gonna be boosted from the second week. Like, look, look how the numbers rose when I'm here. Here's the dumb thing about ratings by the way, is one, yeah, most people arguing about ratings don't actually understand. And I'm not proclaiming that I have this big understanding when it comes to ratings. By the way, I don't, I pay attention to it. I pay attention to the numbers. I don't always pay attention to what it means in the context of things of like, oh, okay, well, what would a rerun of Big Bang Theory do in this spot? And is that cheaper for TBS to run in this spot? Is that cheaper for TNT? I don't, I don't get into to all of that. I leave that to an expert like Brandon Thurston. when it, And even Davis is very good when it comes to uh, the ratings and understanding and breaking that stuff down. Here's the dumb thing about arguing about it, like all these people like to argue about it, is they put so much into, oh, they loaded this card and couldn't do over 800,000. Oh, they did, They they dropped off 100,000 this week when they don't pay attention to the competition, when they should, of like, okay, well, what was the basketball game? for this. And the other dumb thing about it is everyone wants to proclaim these shows and the company dead because like the ratings dropped by like 20,000, the viewers should drop by, by 20,000. It's like this company is about to sign reportedly, predicted predictedly a billion dollar TV deal. They're about to add a second show to this. I think they're doing okay. I think that they're 800,000 or whatever it might be I it, it's not the end of the world for this you got people like these these old heads talking who were you know relevant you know 15 years ago during the Monday night war of like we were doing 3 million at the time we were doing 4 million it's a different world it's a different landscape and and just because AEW is doing 800,000, don't mean it's a dying company, clearly, because they just signed, or they're about to on Wednesday, they're about to sign this big TV deal that gives them an extra two hours of content, possibly a streaming deal with Max. Now, does the pressure go on them from here to deliver and be consistent and everything? Yes, because I will say this rampage was supposed to be this big thing of like oh extra hour of tv here we go great and it started it was it was very good for the first however long for that for the initial really few months it kind of took the downturn when punk started you know having go going off and everything um really the injuries the injury moxley was out um in, in rehab getting getting himself uh, Clean and, and good uh, Omega was out like that's when it started To take toward the downturn because everybody was in there For Dynamite but now Dynamite Or, or Rampage took the, took the drop and like you thought that may be Oh AEW not doing so great they, You know do they want extra pro- They still got extra programming off of that Well they're doing just fine I do think there will be some pressure once the second show Is added to maintain Deliver but then again Goes the cost benefit because if they are getting paid a billion dollars, reportedly, predictedly, then it's like, okay, well, it's one thing if you're delivering this and we're only you're only getting twenty five million. Like, all right, that's fine. You're getting now two, hundred fifty million. We need a little bit, a little bit more off of this. It's a big, it's a big summer for AEW, But let's not act like the company's dying just because they're doing eight hundred thousand.
1: Right, far from it. And again, if your television uh, partners are throwing money and more hours at you and the benefit the cost benefit is there um i don't think tony's walking into a room with with warner brothers discovery and being like yeah we're gonna do a second show it's gonna be on a different night so we gotta roll trucks and pay talent and we gotta bring in people so uh i don't know uh like he's he's coming in with hard numbers he's he's very much that guy who would do that um so whether or not this like this Number that's been floated out there um, doesn't matter whether it's it's true or false. Regardless, there is a number that was agreed to that clearly is beneficial for all sides uh, and is bringing more AW content to TV. Um, again, we joke about it for better or worse in our case because now it's just it's another two hours a week of wrestling that you and I have to watch and talk about. Um, but there are people out there who don't watch literally everything out there and just want to go and enjoy wrestling and that those are the people that we're catering to those are the people that that AEW want to bring in are the people who are going from watching their show for 2 hours to watching literally anything else after those 2 hours don't care as long as you come in join us for 2 hours or now 4 hours every week five if you count rampage those are the people we need we don't need the 24 hour talkers because they're they're going to watch anyway part of them have to part of them are just they're completionists that's what it is uh yes they are in fact called cowards wait a minute kate in our chat talking stuff uh and on the ratings front i do want to mention you know this is the funniest thing to me and the worst thing is when wwe announced or, or they released the um the monday night wars documentary series that they did do you remember how many times they went back to like Week number, duh. And then they're doing the ratings and it's like 7.2 to 3.5. And I think people really got it in their heads that like these are numbers to be expected when there was no streaming. There was really no PVR in 1999, 1998, 1997. Go backward. Like there was none of that. Therefore, plus three, plus seven, plus five. Those numbers did not exist and they were not nearly as important as they are now and what a lot of people are reacting to are the same day viewership. And how many t- how many shows do you stream that are not live on the air? How many shows do you really make the time to watch live on the air that, you know, that that's what doesn't matter as much. The, the all the way up to plus 7. That's what we're after. That's what that's what wrestling companies are after to bring to their stakeholders and say, Okay, this was, yeah, this was first reaction, but here are the numbers afterwards. Here are the social numbers that we're bringing in. That's another huge number that's, that's affecting uh, the deals that they make and, and the conversations that are had. Look at the YouTube numbers for AEW. You look at the, uh, the Kenny attacks Don, and, uh, or sorry, Don attacks Kenny numbers from this past week. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to look at it right now. I'm sure I can pull it up right on AEW's YouTube, and it's going to be one of the higher rated uh, numbers for this week. 790,000. It's not bad. Is it good though? Seven, wait, 7 million or 700, 790,000. It's okay. not in the millions. So uh, the biggest one is still that Cody Rhodes, orange Cassidy match. Yeah. Which with, rules with the kid at the end. It's only two minutes, but there's stuff yeah. like that. That's, that's big. Uh, I, like the CM
2: Punk entrance is like
1: huge. That's in the millions. Yeah. That's a uh, 16 million. His first promo is 7.3 million. Jericho and Orange Cassidy is 9.5 million. So yes, there are bigger numbers. But my point is, on their average, they're, they're, they're trending pretty well in the right direction.
2: A 700 is good, by the way. I know I like exaggerate uh exaggeratedly asked. Like, is it good? So it is good for AEW because there's some like WWE videos that don't get up to, to 700 at this point. So this is another thing of like Oh, you need to hit a million on YouTube. Nah, you don't. Like, you're fine if you if you don't hit that number on YouTube. YouTube numbers that is that is a big thing. People look at that. People look at the the social media engagement, and I don't even think they do a good job with like their their YouTube like seo and and things like that like they they have some weird headlines for for a lot of that stuff which i i don't understand but i don't i don't proclaim to know like how a lot of the youtube stuff works i leave that to you joel and then blame you with the numbers are down that's that's what a good businessman does is blame everybody else and not you know take any of the the blame myself me and james harden we can't win uh if nobody else steps up it's a five on five game out here oh yeah people don't look at that stuff the same day viewership and then the the p5 p31 you want 31 flavors baskin robbins is where you need to be um all that stuff like there is when it comes to live sports like you still pay attention to like the same day viewership now this is where it becomes tricky of like do you look at wrestling as a live sport because wrestling I can be of a mind of like, I like watching it live. I don't like having the spoilers and everything. And if I miss it live, I'm a little less interested to go back and watch it. Unless of course I hear like it's a great match or anything, a sports game. If I miss it live, I ain't rewatching. i watch highlights, but if I know the final score, I got no reason to go back and like watch it. Unless I'm like looking to like break down certain plays or anything, but yeah, then I'm just like watching highlights just for, okay, I want to see what happened here. But yeah, I got no incentive to go back and watch a full game if I already know the score. So I, I do wonder how wrestling fans feel. Like, If you know who wins this match, do you go back and and, and watch it? I feel like if it's a good match, maybe. If it's just, okay, a, a match, maybe not. Promos, I those are usually quick, easy. You want to go back and, and rewatch those for a lot of that. So I do think there is more replayability if you miss it live compared to live sports. But I... I think there's another side of the argument of like well you want to compare it to live sports so it should have that watch it now in the moment factor to it
1: and i agree and i'll tell you right now the way that i consume wrestling after the fact is exactly how you're explaining it if i if i'm hearing that the match is great yeah i'll probably watch the whole thing but if i'm just kind of like don't have much time trying to you know breeze through it all yeah i'll i'll probably scrub through a bunch of the match, try and hit the high spots and then get the pinfall, figure out how the victory happened. If there was something that is worth kind of thinking about in the long-term, you know, story, whatever it is, um, that'll come into it. And then of course all the promos I'll watch or basically if I, if I notice it and I deem it important, then I want to see it. If I see two talking heads sitting behind a desk about to set up a video package, chances are I'm just going to scrub for up four minutes ahead and I'll be fine. But in sports, you're right. You got it. You got to find. If you're rewatching sports, to me, I got to find the goals. And this is what I loved when I used to watch uh, Game Center was that it would actually give you the bookmarks on the goals, and I can just go back and catch the play that led to the goal. And that was so easy, especially if I wanted to catch up on a game.
2: And this is how a lot of people, um, you know, watch wrestling even nowadays. Like, I know Sean does it. Like he'll start raw like 30 minutes late and be like, all right, just kind of fast forward through commercials, fast forward through segments that don't seem all that important video packages, things like that. And then caught up by, by the end of the the show. Sometimes he would catch up almost immediately and he'd be very mad of like why it's nine o'clock. How am I already caught up on this show? Like that's, that's what a lot of people uh, do when it comes to, to wrestling, I, I feel. And yeah, th- that was always good when, with game center where they, like, hey, watch this goal and catch up on things. I, I enjoy doing that myself. But it, it all depends on how you just wanna like look at the sports and do you think wrestling has that same appeal of a live sporting event? I don't think it always does, despite you know, despite what people may want to think. And again, depending on how you're selling it, I think sometimes, you know, if you're going to advertisers and stuff like, yeah, it does have this appeal. We want to make it uh, like this, but then there's the other point of like, well, look at our P5, P7 numbers and see, there's a lot of replayability when it comes to professional wrestling.
1: We're going to be talking about this again, by the way, on Wednesday, because as of right now, the plan is to have Andrew Zarian join us, who will hopefully be able to break down what to expect from the upfronts. Uh, which are happening in New York, which you know, his backyard. So uh, Andrew Zarian from Wrestling Observer and Matman, uh, he'll be here hopefully on Wednesday. I got to remind him because uh, <laughs> he, he just had his birthday and I don't know how much he remembers. He, I feel like he was left on the roof of uh, of a hotel in Vegas. So who knows? But that's the plan. And we'll talk much more about the AW deal because there is a lot on the table here. There's a lot of, of stuff that needs to be understood. There's a lot of expectation setting, um, which, you know, to be perfectly frank, a lot of people are not going to fully grasp the uh, importance of the deal or at least like what the expectations are on AEW and on Warner Brothers as well for what this deal entails. Because a deal with Max also means that the potential of moving all of these specials, AEW pay-per-views, things like that, over to a streaming service, uh, that's a different revenue source as well because I don't know if you're still paying. You're not still paying $50.00. For a pay per view at that point, are you?
2: It depends. Like right now, they have five big pay per views, right? And if you keep it at five and load those up, maybe you can still get most people to pay $50. Um, but if that quality drops, because you know, let, let's let's look at all out, all in for example, we know they're loading up all in. That show's getting that's Wembley Stadium, that show's getting loaded up. Right. That might be a free show on max. We don't know yet, but that might be a free show on max. Then you're asking people one week later to pay $50 for all out. Like, first off, what's that card going to look like? Because you're probably going to burn a couple of big matches on all in. So how do you turn around one week later? What do you have there uh, to, to put on that card? And then you want people to pay fifty dollars for that card. That could be tough, and that's where it's going to be a tricky balance. If they are going to do these specials on um, on Max, this was the thing where like oh, Battle of the Belts. People thought this is going to be like Clash of the Champions, but they've they haven't made it like that at all. So it doesn't feel like you're just getting a a pay per view for free when it comes to Battle of the Belts, so it's like, oh, this makes it tougher to justify paying $50. Like, no, it's still pretty easy to pay $50 because Battle of the Belts really ain't getting Dynamite does more to undercut the pay-per-views when you're getting Omega and Moxley in a cage match for free than anything they've done with Battle of the Belts. Uh, but yeah, they're putting stuff on Max, and they're putting big shows on Max. If they're getting all out, all in, that's going to be, that's going to be, one, the end of kind of this honeymoon area right because it kind of starts with the debut of collision which will be mid june and then you got forbidden door and then you go to all in and then you go to all out what do you have after all out and then what do you have all out to or all in to all out and then how much are you going to pay for for all out after you've seen all in potentially for free so coming out of all out i think a lot of questions are going to be answered as far as where AEW is at until then. I'm excited to enjoy the ride because there's probably going to be a lot of a lot of good wrestling.
1: Absolutely. Before we bring on uh, Mike skyros who's uh, hanging out waiting for us, uh, I, I I'm just going to add this real quick. Uh, if I am in the shoes of AEW or of Max, I would probably do a two for one. I would say you get this show, you get this one included. Since there is a quick turnaround, you have to make the value added that you're paying. You know. 25 bucks for all in you're paying 25 bucks for all out. basically 50 bucks. It's a package deal. That's kind of where I would sit. It is but uh, if,
2: if all way. in, if all ends on pay-per-view though, how do you do that? Like
1: the, the, but that's the question where, where is it going to be? We don't know where all in falls. Yeah. We know True. where all out is going to be. It's going to be wherever AEW programming is, you know, whether that's Bleacher Reporter, if it's on new max, whatever it is, but because we don't know what all in is yet, if it's going to be on max and so is all out, then you do kind of have to lump them together or announce some sort of ticket item that includes both of them.
2: Okay. But what if all out it it is on bleacher report and then all in is on that? Like, do they strike a deal with bleacher report? Like I I think, I think it's a tricky situation that we need answers to. And I don't know if we're going to get any answers. Maybe we'll get answers on Wednesday. Maybe we still don't have answers and maybe they don't have answers. Honestly.
1: Well, we should probably have answers with our next guest. Do you want to tee this up, Jeremy Lambert?
2: Uh yes, he is here to bury Barry Kate, which is great. That's I yeah. feel like everybody should should be here for that. Uh he he's independent wrestler. He's Mike Skyros joining us. Mike, how you doing, man?
0: What's up, guys? Thanks for having me on. And I'm always up to Barry Kate. It's one of my favorite <laughs> pastimes.
1: So let's talk about that that uh let's talk about Kate for a second. You've been uh you You're part of Excite Wrestling, and Kate has been jumping on commentary there. How did this all start between you two?
0: Well, first of all, I'm the champion of Excite Wrestling, much to her chagrin. And I don't know where it started. I don't know if it's if it's like some sort of weird jealousy thing, or if it's just spite. But I thought we were getting along fine, and then she just started burying me out of nowhere on Twitter. Um, I guess she wasn't a fan of my tactics or my stance against Excite Wrestling. And she became a little bit of a homer in terms of kind of sucking up to the office and taking a position against me and my guys. So I don't know. What, what do you guys think of that behavior? Do you think that that's kind of where Kate usually lies? Is she a, a suck up in that way? I don't know. I, oh, I 100%. Don't. That's how, that's how yeah. she got
2: this job. That's the only reason she's yeah. on this channel is because she was just nice to me. And I felt bad. Yeah. I was like, all right, sure. Take take the Friday show. And then she just continued to use that. Clearly doesn't care about women's wrestling, going to the bathroom during women's wrestling and stuff. So no, that that's that's why she's here. She's a coward, by the way, because she's been invited on to defend herself and she's not gonna show up. So yeah. I don't know what you do with with any
1: of that. I mean, listen, I've said it before, the biggest mistakes I ever made in professional wrestling media were inviting Kate to engage with us on Marbles on stream on Twitch and uh, inviting her onto the watch-alongs that we would do here on Overbook for all of the AEW and WWE pay-per-views. I get it. I'm going to have to live with that for the rest of my life. Skyros, you are unfortunately going to have to live with Kate uh, in the ears of professional wrestling fans as you continue to defend the Excite Wrestling Championship. And that's yeah. where we are.
0: Yeah, it's it's a shame too because I thought – you know, I was looking forward to working with her. She, she came into excite with a lot of, with a lot of clout, quite frankly, compared to the commentary team we had before. So I was hoping she could get some eyes on the product. I didn't know those eyes would be her trying to blindside me at every waking moment on Twitter, but as you guys have probably seen, if you're following any of the stuff she's doing, when I turn up the heat a little bit on her, all of a sudden she's not really anywhere to be found much to, as you said before, a coward. Wow.
1: So you call yourself the Moonlight Sun for those who maybe don't know what that means. Can you explain it to us?
0: The Moonlight Sun was a name that I did not come up with. It was a name that was given to me because there was a promoter while he was helping promote a company called XWA in Rhode Island. His name is Jose Garcia. And he thought, because I wear a mouth guard with fangs on it, he thought that I resembled a vampire. So he put it on a poster. He said, uh, "Returning next week to Thursday Night Throwdown, Moonlight Sun, Mike Skyros." And I, I saw it and I thought about. It. I was like, "That sounds cool. Like that, that make like a cool little tagline." Because I, I wasn't really doing anything at the time in terms of branding myself. So I was like, "Hey, can, you know, is it cool if I just like take this and use it other places?" So ever since then, I've kind of leaned into the, the. Not full Gangrel vampire, but like a vampire adjacent. Um, lately, I'm kind of going more for like the Lost Boys type thing, if anyone's a fan of that movie. Um, and I don't know, I just, I like shooting my promos at night. I like wearing my teeth with the vampire fangs on them. I'm, I'm a little more devious these days than when I started out my career. Um, I hang upside down in the corner like a, like a vampire bat. Uh, these little things I've just pieced together based on the night and kind of vampire culture and things of that nature that I've really infused with my personality to try and make an organic character.
2: Were you a fan of, of the brood and and gangrel and them growing up?
0: So I, I missed the attitude era completely. I was like, I was like the perfect age to enjoy the attitude era, but for whatever reason, I don't know if we just didn't have the channels or whatever, just, wrestling was not on in the house until like ruthless aggression era. The first thing I ever remember seeing and like being like, yo, that's, that's, I got to see more of this wrestling stuff. I was on vacation with my family in Niagara falls and they just opened up that WWF zone right on the Canadian side of Niagara falls. So they would run the promo packages for whatever was going on in WWE for the pay-per-views in the hotel. And they kept playing the one of, the latter match between Jeff Hardy and The Undertaker. I saw those two. I was hooked. I'm like, I got to see more of this, and it was off to the races from there.
1: Want to? I want to circle back to your current incarnation. Have you yes. ever considered um, donning the the whites and a hat and becoming a baker and rebranding yourself as Pie in the Skyros?
0: <laughs> no, that's that's brand new. Um, I gotta I gotta work on my culinary skills. I really want that to kick in, but. That that may have legs. Like if I really wanted to, just go full food fight. Why not? I'll throw a pie right at Kate's face.
1: There it is. Let's
0: see. i She's got a lot of forehead to aim for, so I can just boom.
1: What about what about your beer? You uh you've been uh, promoting. A yes. Thing you've been working on or that. You've been uh, kind of co- cross pollinating with. Tell me about the beer. That yes.
0: So I had a very cool opportunity to, to brand a beer with my face and name. I have a good friend named Adam Stone. He's a local wrestler, but he also runs 16 Stone Brew Pub in Utica and Holland, Patent, New York. If you're in the area, check them out. They're excellent. And he decided to brand my beer. It is a Belgian white. It's delicious. If you have ever had a blue moon, that's the closest thing I can kind of resemble it to. But we it was funny because we, for a company called Immortal Championship Wrestling that I wrestle for, we just decided to put out, they got a liquor license and started putting out some cans at the shows and they sold like crazy. So I've been advertising their product and people are really into it. So we got to order some more cans, which is an excellent problem to have, but we are going to find more ways to get them out to people outside that upstate New York area.
2: I did want to ask you about sharing the ring with Carlito because he just yeah. returned and got a, a big pop at backlash. What was that experience like being in the ring with him for a Triple Threat match?
0: It was interesting. It was it was a challenge. And I don't I don't mean that challenge like this, but it was a challenge. He's an individual that whatever reputation he has had in the past, I know there's been a lot of negative PR on him in the past, but he is he's is an elite wrestler when I got in the ring with him, I could tell immediately like yes i understand completely why this guy has been on television and why this guy has been successful in like a household name for many years in wwe and he is every bit still good enough um he's in phenomenal shape um every bit worthy of the spot he has and i was forced to step up and forced to really be creative in terms of like getting more getting through that match and winning that match because he spit a whole ass apple in my face too. And that really wasn't what I had in mind for that show. But, um, and then like, of course, like the, you know, the 14, 15 year old kid in me was like, Oh, I'm wrestling Carlito. That's cool. And like, I always, I know the big thing went around online for a while with like people taking photos with wrestlers, but that aside, I'm really trying to, at this point in my career, like take time to sit back. And when something cool like that happens, um, no pun intended, I like to sit back and just be like, oh yeah, that's, that's pretty dope. I'm wrestling Carlito or I'm in the ring with Eddie Edwards or I'm on a show with Ron Simmons. Like it's, it's cool to like kind of breathe that stuff in and enjoy it.
3: What's so special about hero Bread's soft fluffy and delicious breads, buns and tortillas. These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co.
2: Sorry. Sorry, Joel. Do you get a say in the apple that gets spit at you? Like, I don't like Granny Smith. Can, can I get, you know, a, a red, a delicious red spit instead?
0: I mean, if it was up to me, I would have made him bite into a crab <laughs> apple, but I didn't really get a choice in that matter. I believe it was a, I believe it was a Granny Smith. They spit if I, I remember, I got to look up the footage again. There's a clip <laughs> out there somewhere, but I think it was a Granny Smith that he spit at me, but
1: his aim's good. He hit me right there.
0: Right between the eyes.
1: Years of practice. I should hope he has. To. Yeah. Got it. He's a sniper. I'm getting I'm getting angry DMs from uh, from our best friend Kate over here. Oh, wonderful. She wants that, that warms my heart. She wants me to bring up uh, the Salt City Killers. And of course. Uh, then she also says, because Syracuse is known for salt potatoes.
0: We are known for salt potatoes. Salt potatoes is a delicacy. It's very literal. Um I don't know why it's not done more places, but they're delicious. They're exactly what a potato needs. Just Just salt. salt. okay, just salt. but in terms of the salt city killers. So when I was first getting out on the road, there weren't a ton of people that kind of put me on and got me, uh, bookings. And after me, there've been a lot of guys coming through the school that I really wanted to afford opportunities. And I've been very fortunate in the fact that I've been able to be a champion in a few places and gain certain status in companies to where I can call shots and bring people in. And with Excite Wrestling, I found a bunch of guys from my school that had a gripe with the owner, Johnny Moose, and we all decided to band together, take some spots for ourselves, and we're kind of running shot over that whole show. So it's Salt City Killers is about Syracuse wrestling and putting our guys on.
2: What are some of your goals when it comes to, to wrestling, uh, short-term and long-term? Short-term, I can assume, just throwing a pie at Kate's face. Uh, but besides that, and then long-term goals as well.
0: Short-term goals, I want to appear on a nationally broadcasted uh, wrestling company. Uh, I don't care if I am getting apple spit in my face by Carlito. I don't care if it's I'm on, well, AW Dark, rest in peace, but I don't care if I'm on AW getting beaten up by someone. I, I think I'm good enough to be on national television. and That's something I want to check off the, the goal list. And I want to wrestle more internationally. I've been very privileged to wrestle in Canada quite a few times this year. I want to take it overseas and Japan being one of my long-term goals that I've had for a while. I'm, I'm about this close to making that happen, but I'm not going to jinx it too much. I, I just have always enjoyed that brand of wrestling. And my long-term goal is I would have to weigh the options as they were presented to me. But my long-term goal is I want wrestling to be my full-time job. Um, it, it doesn't matter if I'm i am grinding on the indies, if I'm signed somewhere. Um, if I'm just moving a boatload of merch, I want wrestling to be my full-time job, 100%.
1: You've had some work uh, with Beyond Wrestling over the last little while. Yes. What's uh, Talk to me about working Beyond Wrestling, and it's, it's more of a... I guess they're trying to work more of a TV-style product now. Uh, is there a big difference between that and the way that you're normally used to wrestling?
0: Yes, because they put much shorter time limits on the matches. So, Beyond Wrestling, if you listen to the announcements, it is a very strict 10-minute time limit, and a lot of those matches end up being four or five minutes uh, because of the constraints of their live stream. And they're trying to fit a ton of different wrestlers on the card, uh, much to their credit. So it's been like a really cool challenge to be like, okay, how do I jump in on this wrestling open slash IWTV slash beyond wrestling audience that has seen everything that is not easy to please that kind of sit back when you get there, like impress me. And figuring out a way to do that in three, four minutes has been really frustrating at times, but also like really cool and rewarding. And I think it's let me like build a lot more confidence and grow a lot more. And honestly, a lot of people have seen me for the first time or gotten to know me a little bit because I've been on those programs. So like no matter, you know, if I'm on there every week or if I'm on there every once in a while, it's been really cool to be a part of wrestling open and beyond. And it's been invaluable in terms of getting my name out there i've gotten bookings specifically from appearing on wrestling open so i think it's super dope and they're planning on doing every thursday forever so i plan on showing up there as much as i can
2: and you faced alec price um earlier this year and for my money one of the the best on the independent scene right now what was it like working with alec
0: alec's my own role it's funny because I've wrestled Alec at a few different stages of his career. I wrestled him um, right when he was getting started about four years ago. Um, I don't know what number match it was, but it was super early. And I'm tight with the bell time club that he's trained out of and his trainer, Bo Douglas. And so I've known that kid for a long time. We're not like, I'm not going to sit here and pretend we're like super close friends, but it's been cool knowing him that entire time and watching him on the come up. I know he works super hard. He, he hustles and he is a completely different animal that I wrestled this most recent time than when he first started. And it's funny because normally I would look at a dude like that. Like he's a skinny kid. He's not super intimidating or anything like that, but he brings it as much as anyone else brings it. And he wrestles like he's seven feet tall and that kid's that kid's going to end up somewhere. I think it's a matter of time within the next year, you will see him under contract somewhere. I don't really think that's too out of a take.
1: What gets you pumped up for a match? Like, how do you get in the zone before you go out there?
0: (laughs) Um, I try, I tried. I've tried a few different things. Like I tried doing the thing where I'll listen to music, but it would just end up like I would end up just cycling through too many songs. Um, I tried like a few different routines that didn't work. I, a lot of the time, like to find like a dark little corner. I pace around, and I'll find either it'll either be a locker or like uh, a very like a thin wall or something. And I'll kind of Goldberg it a few times before I go out. Try not to concuss myself or bleed down my forehead. But I don't know what it is, but I, if I don't headbutt something right before I walk through the curtain, I don't feel right.
2: So what? What are you headbutting? Just a wall, a door. You you, you could Goldberg yourself in this situation now,
0: right? So I, I try to I try to go at like like fifty percent, not a hundred percent. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to concuss myself. Um, it's usually like if I can find a like a like a locker is usually perfect because it just it just has that little bit of give or like something that's like aluminum or metal is perfect. Uh, A lot of places have these thick wooden doors or like these thick walls. Those are a no go Uh, drywall. I feel like I'm going to go through if I do it. So if I can find a locker, if we have like a real locker room, those are usually just what I'm looking for.
1: So hold on. If you're going to, okay. If you're going to head through a locker, a drywall, anything like that, Mm -hmm. what's your approach in hardcore matches or death matches? Is it something that you would want to be a part of, take part in, or are you more of a traditional wrestling kind of guy?
2: Traditional
0: wrestling, like straight up wrestling has always been what I've really been interested in. I think if there was a reason for me to have a, like a street fight or a hardcore match or even a death match with the right person, I would, I would do it but it's not something I, I take lightly. And it's no, no beef with anyone that does that style of wrestling. That's just not the style that I've been super into. But if it got ever got heated enough with someone that that's the way we had to settle it, I would 100% settle it like that.
1: Your opponent's just going to have to bring a, just a stack of lockers to the ring and just keep well, that they're, they're playing right into my hand at that point. That's right. That's right. And you'll just have to be like, <laughs> you don't watch the tape. You didn't see the interviews.
0: <laughs> no, they got to do their research. That's
2: right. Uh, tell us about the lineage of the Excite Championship and, and everything going on there.
0: You know what? I'm a lot of champions say this every time they win the belt, but I'm trying to bring some stability right back to that belt because, quite frankly, that belt's been hot potatoed for the last probably two or three years between five or six different people. Uh, I think I've had the longest reign. Cause I won it in February. I've had the longest rain that that belt's had in a while. And it's contrary to popular belief. I care very much about excite wrestling and wanting it to succeed because there's a lot of people in upstate New York that need solid places like that to work. And I think excite wrestling has been underselling itself for a long time. And I think they've been letting a lot of people that really, you know, have had their their turn in the heavyweight title scene, just go over and over again and trade the belt in between each other. So, I'm trying to make that belt one of the top belts in New York and in the Northeast, and I want all the best wrestlers to come to Excite and fight me for it because I got maybe one or two more people left that Excite, and they're out of contenders. They're gonna—I don't know if they're gonna throw students at me, if they're gonna if they're gonna break up some tag teams and throw them at me, but between Sean Carr, between uh, Cade Lockbrook between Bill Collier. Uh, they've thrown all their best guys at me, and I'm still the champion. Kevin Bennett, who's the ESW champion, smash champion, I want it off of him. So Excite's running out of people if they really want to dethrone me. So I feel like I'm going to hold on to that belt for a while.
1: Certainly See. making a hot case for that, too. <laughs> yeah. Do you know
2: who who the first Excite champion was?
0: The first Excite champion, I want to say, that's tough. Because uh, I know they've been around, I want to say they started in 2012. I want to say their first champion was probably, might have been Rob Cook. I could be wrong, though. I don't know Wait, off the I, top of my head.
2: I'm going off of Cage Match here. So if oh, cage okay, matches, tell me. If Cage Match is wrong, then we'll blame them. It was a man by the name of Joe Gacy. Oh, my f- God.
0: <laughs> I got beef. I got indirect beef. I have one-sided beef with Joe Gacy that okay, I don't well, think he even knows about.
2: Here's here's the thing. This person yeah. to my camera cam- camera left over here been compared to Joe Gacy with that look on his face there. Very similar kind <laughs> of face. I, I don't see know. it. You can see it? So if you want to yes. cut a promo – on Joe Gacy and aim it you you can literally look at him a little bit and visualize him right there if you want to have the one-sided beef and cut a promo on Joe Gacy he's right there for you
0: it's tough because Joe Gacy is such a nice guy it's my beef isn't with Joe Gacy the person my beef is with the idea of Joe Gacy because Joe Gacy has been like put up on this pedestal like this Untouchable godlike figure by Excite Wrestling and specifically by Johnny Moose, the guy who runs Excite Wrestling. And I don't get it. Joe Gacy gets, he spends more time promoting Joe Gacy, who is doing great things for himself, but he's on NXT right now. Joe Gacy is doing nothing for your business. People are not buying a ticket to Excite Wrestling to see Joe Gacy. You should be advertising the top people at, at Excite Wrestling, whether it's Sean Carr, Bill Collier, the Salt Silver Killers, I don't know the champion, me. Talk about us. Talk about what we have coming up. Don't talk about Joe Gacy. Don't talk about Cody Rose. Don't talk about people that aren't going to be on the marquee. It drives me insane because I want them to succeed so bad, but they keep, they keep stepping on their own toes and, and failing to promote the good things they have right under their nose. So plus you haven't done anything to me yet. I don't want to yell at you. Maybe Whatever. Maybe if you start treating me like Kate, I'll I'll figure I'll do some digging. I'll I'll find something to yell at you. He does about. a show.
2: He does a show with Kate. He's in cahoots with Kate. I don't I don't know if you know this, but this everyone was, this needs a
0: tax write off, bro. Charity. It's it's a charitable cause. I understand.
1: Yeah, like Jeremy, if you see our numbers, there's a reason why I brought Kate along for the ride. Let's face it. Come on, I am the Joe Gacy, and she is the person. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> She's there. People like her for for what she brings to the table, whatever that might be. But uh, no, I, listen, I like Skyros. He seems to be uh he's he's a man with a good well, head on his shoulders.
2: I'm trying. I'm I'm legitimately trying to get your your head kicked off, Joel Pearl, because I'm trying to get you booked for Excite, and then we can advertise you as Joe Gacy. And, you know, Joe Gacy, I think WWE probably is a trademark to, you know, might get in trouble. This ain't a fake Razor Ramon Diesel situation here. And then Skyros can just kick you in the head and be like, get out of here, Joe Gacy. So I'm basically just trying to get you beat up, which I'm one to do on this show.
0: I think even if I beat up and i chasing Joe Gacy, Johnny Moose might shed a tear right into his slushie.
1: <laughs> wow. Okay.
0: Tear fi- flavored slushies for everyone.
1: <laughs> I just noticed that you taste salty. You had matches against HC Locke, didn't you?
0: Not yet. I'm coming up. I have uh, a title defense coming up against HC Locke in on June second in Elmira, New York. Actually, so, day after, so it'll be the first time we've ever wrestled
1: a former ECW alumni. Yes. A Ring of Honor alumni. Yes. Someone who's who's been around for a long time. How do you prepare yep. for someone with that much experience? going into a big title match like that again, the day after my birthday. Oh, I mean, especially
0: being the champion, like you can't be a slouch. Like I, I could very easily try and do like, you know, try and be a, a cool bad guy and sit back in my laurels and be like, Oh, I have nothing to worry about, but he's been around for 20 something years for a reason. He's been all these places for a reason. He is exactly what he says. He is. He's a tough old man. The problem is I'm a tough young man. And last time I checked, that measures a little higher than a tough old man. I'm sure he's got quite a few tricks up his sleeve that he's picked up over the years. But athletically, he—that dude—cannot keep up with me. I don't care what he thinks. I will have him sucking wind, face first on the mat. I promise you.
2: Mike, we appreciate you joining us today. Let everybody know where where they can find you at and what you got coming up.
0: Cool. I appreciate you guys having me on. I will be this weekend. I will be in. Pennsylvania for Smash Master Wrestling in a tag team match. I will be in uh, New Jersey at the H2L building for Bloodstorm Pro Wrestling. And then I will be at Pro Wrestling Grind on May 26th and Oneida, New York on May 27th for New Pro Wrestling. You can find me on every social media Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok at M I K E S K Y R O S Mike Skyros. Mike Skyros. And I have a pro wrestling t store if you want to buy merch. But if you see me at a show, and honestly, if you see me anywhere, I usually have my merch on my person with me at all times. So you see me out in the wild, I will probably have merch in a vehicle near me. So catch me at a show, buy a t-shirt, come say hello, take a picture, and then tweet at Kate that you took a picture with me and how cool of a guy I am, especially compared to her.
2: There you go, Mike. We appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of your day, man. Thank you again for joining us uh, and good luck. Good luck with everything. Um, right,
0: take care fellows. fellas.
2: Much appreciated. There you go. Mike Skyros who much like all of us dislikes Kate.
1: Can't blame I get him. it. I really do. I understand it. Of all the things you could dislike in this world. I, I, I get it. Kate is the one you should always dislike the most.
2: Uh Shy John Spurs did leave a super chat during that instead. Gyros, Skyros. Pretty sure it's heroes. Is it? Yeah. So it doesn't even. I don't know how to say it. Heroes. It's heroes. Heroes. Since <laughs> Spanish is uh,
1: Greek. Heroes is it's oh Greek. Yeah, it's it Greek. is. Greek. I speak. don't
2: know this stuff.
1: I don't. I wasn't
2: a. I I wasn't a geography major or a food major. I don't know. know
1: That's not your internet's gone gone south all of a sudden oh no this is what happens skyros leaves us and jeremy's jeremy's internet does too this is how it goes anyway a great time with mike skyros really really appreciate his time uh I, I i mean if i could find that beer in toronto canada i will otherwise i'm just gonna hit him up to bring me some that's what i'm gonna do i think jeremy's back jeremy yes are you back?
2: i am i don't know what happened
1: yeah it's fine. yeah it's fine. yeah get you some you want some of the skyros yeah. beer
2: I do, actually. I don't really drink, but I'll take some. I'll, I'll try it out. Seems like it'd be good. We can drink it on air. We get mon- demonetized if family? we drink it on
1: air. <laughs> no, not if, if we're deep enough into the show, I think we're okay. Put in a uh, koozie or something. Put in a koozie. Did you like my uh, pie? Yeah, exactly. Did you like my pie in the sky roast joke?
2: no i for those that that don't know joel's internet did not drop during that after that joke i booted him because i was so annoyed by that joke that i just kicked him from the studio for a second or moved him from the video
1: come on you had fun with that you loved it
2: (laughs) so did he enjoyed it so that's what mattered but i was like oh my god what are we doing joel (laughs) Pearl?
1: Jeez. We're having fun here, Jeremy Lambert. It's, it's a Monday morning. This is the show that we do. We are. We are having fun. Anyway, big thanks to Mike Skyros. Let's. Uh, yes. we, I guess we got to talk about uh, some of the weekend stuff. I mean, we now know that it's going to be uh, a night of champions for the World Heavyweight Championship. The final, Seth Rollins takes on AJ Styles. This is a match that's going to be, as the children say, a banger. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, what do you think of uh, this matchup? And are you a little, are you upset that it's not Edge or did you just think Edge played it really well getting uh, a little bit of emotion going into his match on Friday? I
2: still think it's cowardly booking that it's not Edge. Like The story is there with Edge. What? Just, just do that. I'm tired of these banger matches, Joel. I'm tired of them. I there's banger matches every week. Give me something with a, a little more to it than that. The story I'm not Joel. Everyone knows I'm not an edge fan. Uh, I don't care to see more edge matches. That's, that's not the issue here. I, I, I don't care to see more edge matches. I thought the story was better. If Seth beat, if Seth beat Cody and then Seth beat edge, I thought that was a good story. That's a good way to wrap up two years of stories instead seth beat finn which was fine there was a little bit of a story there from the universal title like uh, uh okay sure he's gonna face aj which there's not too much there it's it does feel it's like ah here we go seth and aj banger match tune into dynamite first time ever that's it's what it is i no, i wanted the edge match and i'm not an edge fan i'm not an edge fan but i I thought it made more sense. Edge was like, "I can't miss the end of the Maple Leafs playoff run, though, in case they come back." And I got, I gotta be out. I can't go out for the main event. The third period's gonna be on. I gotta watch. I gotta watch that. Nah. The, hey, look. I don't want to sound like I'm down. It's like, oh, Jeremy hates good wrestling and everything. Yeah, shock said Jeremy wants crap for matches. Honestly, I love awful matches. There's so much. There's not enough. Just like awful matches in wrestling. Everybody just has like good, solid professional wrestling matches nowadays. Everything's like four and a quarter stars. I want the negative star matches, the one star matches. Give me that awful wrestling. Cause it's, it's different than someone's gimmick just needs to be bad wrestler. Like that's the gimmick, just that you do awful matches. And who who they 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 tried to like play that off of of like oh they're being awful on purpose and this is their actual gimmick out here and then it just turns out they weren't they weren't very good in um, the bell like ring yeah Seth and AJ will be good right it's gonna be a great match there's no doubt about that I, it's a it's gonna be great the winner will I'm fine with I assume it'll be Seth but apparently if AJ wins he goes to Raw and he's just part of Raw which all right cool. It's gonna be a great match. I was, I thought it made more sense to do Edge. I, I think that they missed an opportunity to give you an easy story there, in, in lieu of doing a banger match. Are they doing a banger match in lieu of giving you a great story?
1: I do agree with you. I am also wondering, Edge loses at Night of Champions, and then what do you do with Edge? It feels like they're going to start building Edge for a new program. I don't know what it is. Don't know who it could be. But going in and having a Night of Champions loss and then having to shift immediately to Money in the Bank or to SummerSlam, I don't know. It just... Edge usually likes to slow burn whatever he has coming up, and this might not be a slow enough burn for him, creatively speaking. Um, though, again, I do agree with you that this would have hey. been, This would have worked. Isn't
2: it still a slow burn? Like
1: uh, he weeks. loses no.
2: He loses the triple threat match though. He lo- and then where are you on from there? It's still let's go into money in the bank. What is he <laughs> doing? What is Edge doing? This is the question on everybody's mind. What is Edge doing at Night of Champions? Because he's getting that Saudi payday. Is he though? He, feels like he is.
1: I don't know if they I don't know if he's gonna be booked for the show. I don't know if he wants to be booked for the show.
2: I right, feels like these wrestlers typically take this uh, the Saudi payday here, especially the the old the older generation guys, which is everybody on the roster at this point. Uh, it feels like he's he's going to take the this one. The guy does he work with a, a new talent coming up? Does he? You know, I don't know what Edge does because typically he does like you're right, like a a slow burn feud. And I thought the Seth thing would be like you're putting together a program in two weeks, and maybe this is maybe he's not going to work Night of Champions because you're, he's going to be entered into some type of program in two weeks.
1: He hasn't worked. To, oh, sorry, your messing up again.
2: You and Night of Champions does he work with Theory? Like, is that?
1: I don't think he's going to work Theory. Yeah. Sorry, your internet was acting up again. I think we're back now. I know.
2: I'm back. Okay.
1: Okay. You're back. Uh, Edge Ed in theory is one. By the way, Edge hasn't been back to Saudi since 2021. So he he hasn't exactly been running back to do the shows. Originally, I thought it was going to be Edge and Beth in a, in a mixed tag at the last Saudi show because it was like, let's get both of them on the card doing a thing against Judgment Day. But clearly they didn't do that. So I don't know if Edge is going to go back. I don't know if Edge really cares to go back. Maybe once was enough for him. And he's he's always struck me as the guy who's like, I'm going to do what's best morally for my family, especially now that I have the kids and I've got two daughters and so on and so forth. And again, like it, it, there are other people on that roster who have done the same thing. So by the way, Chitown Spurs with Super Chat saying Edge versus Omos. Honestly, it, they might do it. Oh, no, stop it. Wait, is almost
2: is he winning?
1: Is Omas winning?
2: Yeah, is he winning that match?
1: I could see him winning. I could see Edge putting over Omas. I could. It, it would make sense to me.
2: It would make sense, but th- is it gonna happen? I mean that's the that's the thing. Is it gonna happen?
1: Yeah, I think it would. If they do it, I think it would. That's that's the way I see it. Edge Edge doesn't come in to win a bunch of matches right off the bat. But then again, you can't just do the one Omos match and then that's it. Edge would be like, I want to build this guy up. And in true Chris Jericho fashion, it wouldn't work that way. It would. Edge would somehow end up with the victory.
2: Yeah. Edge, edge would come away the, the victor here
1: they ain't doing nothing
2: with Omos. They they keep they keep just beating him in these big matches. So even if he beats Edge, then I'm going what are they going to do with him afterwards? Probably nothing.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I mean, that's just what I see for Saudi Arabia. It's uh I, again, yeah, like you said, it's going to be good matches for Seth and AJ for the World Championship. And then you do have to fill out the undercard. And we're going to get deep into the undercard in a second when we talk about Sammy and KO. Um, but I think uh, I think I got to vamp for a second while you uh, refresh your page for a sec. Case in point, this is what happens. Yeah, exactly. He's just going to win. So I would have uh, Omos do his thing. I think that would work best. Oh, no, there's three of you. Oh, no, there's one of you. <sighs> Are we back?
2: Ohio Internet is just, what can you do?
1: I can't boot you from that. Chat. I know. I tried to too. That's I think it's like, long,
2: day. so whatever. It just it'll exit when it exits. We can just have look at this and right, just blank screen. Oh, it just no went. That's all you had
1: to do was replace yourself with yourself.
2: Yeah, uh, that's how the delay is on this thing. Is it just now realized I logged out on the <laughs> other page?
1: You know, you gotta re- you, you gotta restart your computer every once in a while. You know that, right? I got the new computer. I restart it all the time.
2: I actually shut this thing down every now and again instead of leaving it running. Yeah, I'm I'm actually trying to you know get a little bit more life out of this one than the not that I got like limited life out of the last one, but trying to get a little bit more. Uh, Ashok says, "Give give almost a win over Corbin. What does that mean?" (laughs) I Corbin just got beat in three seconds by Cameron Grimes, which was yeah. good. I actually like that they did that. But like, what does beating Corbin mean at this point?
1: It's just a win it, because wins and losses matter, according yeah. to Smokey. Uh, Carmella said they don't matter in WWE. She's very smart like that. Uh, I will forever bring up that clip on on Talking Smack where she said wins and losses don't matter. And I was like, we admit it. <laughs> a lot of it. people have said that. A
2: lot of people have said that. Like, the I'm wrong. Yeah, oh, well, maybe not on the air, but on in interviews and stuff. Just you know, in random interviews, Natalia is out here just like the draft doesn't matter in interviews. But yeah, I'm just gonna got drafted by who? What she got drafted by Raw, right? Got yeah, drafted she's by Raw. Might show up. It's Rhea. Yeah, she is. She <laughs> is the the. Her way the... Up there. <laughs> Bless Natalia, man. She just finds a way to get into a title program once a year. Oh, the best. The absolute best that Natalia keeps getting into these programs, I love it.
1: She deserves it too, honestly. Like I've I've had the pleasure of interviewing Natalia, and like, listen, she speaks very candidly, and she speaks with a lot of passion for wrestling because it really is something that she has spent her entire life involved in, her and her husband, for that matter, uh, to the point where like they're training a lot of the current wrestlers and some of the upcoming wrestlers. So. For her, this is this is a, almost a reward for her. Um, Natty has been around for so long, and like I understand, that people want to crack jokes about her, you know, about her, but she also spends a lot of time in those interviews explaining why, you know, people need to pay a little bit more attention to her because of her longevity, because of her experience. So uh, it, I, I've looked at Natalia differently over the last couple of years than I used to. I, I know it's so, again, it's so easy for us to crack jokes about her. And it really is funny when she like just kind of saunters her way down the ring on Monday Night Raw and just like, I'm going to challenge for the SmackDown Women's Championship Rhea. That's that's funny. There are better ways to get there. But the match itself, I'm sure it's going to be really good. I'm sure it's going to be fun with Rhea and Natty and the, whatever they do. As long as Natty slaps Rhea and says, bitch, one time we're good. <laughs> How
2: pissed is Dolph Ziggler? that he ain't got this lineage to where he can keep getting these spots every year. Cause they're kind of similar in that they've been around for a while. They didn't take many breaks. They're always, uh, you know, solid hand type of people. And the audience is just, they look at them a, a certain way because they, they lose all these matches, right? Bless Natalia, but she, she's lost all of these opportunities and yet she still gets them. And everything Ziggler, very similar position but while Natalia gets her yearly shot Ziggler ain't had it since the the it was me type of thing he's just thrown out there on a random episode and and loses Dolph Ziggler should look at Natalia and that's who he should be like it should have been me why am I not the Natalia of the men's division and by the way that's not a bad position to be you're on programming you get in a big program at least once or twice a year it's not a bad position to be to just be the Of the men's division, and Ziggler should look at her and be like, "That should have been me."
1: Ziggler needs to stop going on comedy tours and instead start training the younger talent, and then he will be given these opportunities like Natalia is. And I don't know for what, because all of a sudden he's going to wind up getting his ass kicked by the Intercontinental Champion Gunter, and then well, I mean, listen, the we win, the fans win. Gunther wins. Ziggler does not. I guess neither Z- does Natalia.
2: Ziggler should come out and just step to Roman Reigns. Just Roman's talking. He's doing he's doing his bloodline stuff. Acknowledge me. Your brother's a bitch. Apologize. Solo's the only ride or die. Why I'm here to show the world! Here to show the world. Come on! And then out comes Dolph Ziggler just sauntering down, skipping, getting in Roman's face. You've had this long title run. You don't even do that. It Should Have Been Me. We've played that because he, he should, the Natalia, he should, he should want to be Natalia. Yeah. Like you're boring the fans with all these long promos. These fans don't want to see these long promos. They want to see exciting matches. They want to see someone who busts their ass every single time they are in the ring. They want to see someone who is given everything thrown at them, taken it, and still standing. They don't want to see a part-time champion. They want to see someone who shows up to work, who has done Spirit Squad gimmicks, who has traveled on the road with The Miz, with the greatest money in the bank cash in ever, not Seth Rollins. They want to see me. They want to see Dolph Ziggler. I was going to say Dolph effing Ziggler, but then that's gimmick infringement on Seth Rollins. They want to see Dolph Ziggler.
1: Two things. (laughs) First of all, you realize you you just brought up Seth Rollins' first (laughs) challenger for that that World Heavyweight Championship. It's going to be Dolph, and he's going to play that role. And because we're around money in the bank time, he will be like, I was your, you know, I was the best money in the bank cash. And not you, Mr. Heist of the century. Get all the way because I'm Becky Lynch's husband. He will absolutely do that. And it's going to be so annoying. By the way, chat's asking what Ziggler's last title was. It was the NXT championship last year around yeah. WrestleMania. Just no one that. remember that chat. I know you don't remember that chat, but remember that chat. See, um, he
2: can bring that up. He can bring that up too. and will be like, you know, they they want people to work with the young talent to help. You don't care about any of that. You're only here to help your your family. Your blood. Look at all the people that you, you've left in your wake. What good did that do any of that? I'm out here to try to teach the younger generation. Help build this company. You're here trying to destroy this company. You're selfish. I'm me. I show up every single time I'm called on. I'm here every single week. I might be in catering. Doesn't matter. Still giving advice to the talent. I'm here. I'm showing up. I'm here to show the world that I am the show off. I am Dolph Ziggler. The
1: name. The name. Every time. (laughs) And that's like five years ago. Remember, he wins the US championship. He puts it on the ground. He's like, I'm out of here. And then he comes back like four or five weeks later. But meanwhile, everyone, and we've talked about this before, but like, Again, are your eyes okay, Joel Perlman? My, my allergies are acting up. I got something in my eye. I'm so emotional for Dolph Ziggler to <laughs> get his comeuppance. No, uh, Ziggler went away for like those five or six weeks and we're all sitting there just being like, he's going to go work the Indies. He's going to have this huge like resurgence and then he's going to come back. And he goes back five weeks later and all they did was play his music and then do the stupid record scratch. And then he comes out and <laughs> he's like, I deserve everything. And everyone's like, what? You you left. You you George costanza yourself back into this thing. And we haven't done anything with him since. Because, again, I think, honestly, it just got to the point where they were like, we can use him for everything else. We can use him for, you know, for comedy. We can use him for be a star campaign. Uh, He's just, yeah, he's there.
2: Yeah. Mention all of this, though. Like, they go out there. I'm out here doing the charity work, doing the promotional work. What are you doing on your bus, on your private jets type of thing? Just lay into them. And then Solo, like, spikes them. And you yeah. never hear from Dolph Ziggler
1: again. There, there it is. <laughs> Absolutely. By the way, uh, that Samoan spike that uh, Solo uses is a thumbs up. Let's so go ahead and leave one on the video while you're here. Uh, let's talk about, since we're talking about Solo, Sokoa, Solo and Roman are going to be going for the unified tag titles at Night of Champions, they announced the match on SmackDown. They're going to face Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. That got people real uh, confused and also, I think, to a certain degree, concerned. Um, when you saw this, what, uh, what do you think about the announcement of not only going for the tag titles for Roman Reigns, but also the announcement that Sami and, in the case of KO, going back to Saudi, in the case of Sami, making his, his first appearance at a Saudi Arabia WWE show?
2: My initial thought, let's talk about Cami, Cammy Uh Sammy and Kevin. That's their celebrity name, Cammy. Um <laughs> Sammy and Kevin with them pretty surprising because you know, what was the talk leading up to Elimination Chamber? It was well, Sammy can't win the title because he can't go to Saudi Arabia and defend it, so they'll never do that. It's like, well, it seems like he might be going to Saudi Arabia. Now, do we think it's a swerve? Do we think that something happens next week or the week later, the the week after, because the the show's in two weeks. Uh, So I guess technically this week and the week after, Uh, do we think something, something happens there to where they don't end up going, but it feels like if they're going to advertise it, they're going to make it official. Maybe they deliver on it. I know that's the hope under the triple H booking is they want to deliver on this stuff but you know how that sometimes goes um it seems like i'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt and say they they are going to go what's changed over the the last however many years um you know i don't want i don't think it's a, a, a money issue i think sammy was probably always offered this money i don't know maybe he feels a, a different type of way of you know go maybe he's maybe there is some progression i i don't I don't know. WWE likes to tout the progression. You know, women are going, all this thing. Go ahead, Joel.
1: So I I can pop in and say there have been some conversations between the Saudis and the Syrians. They are starting to work together again Uh for political means. So there is a bit of an opening there. And therefore, maybe the the gates are open to explore that within their partnership. Um, So go ahead. Continue.
2: Does Sammy even look at this? And Mustafa Ali has done this of like, I'm gonna take this payday, I'm just gonna donate it all to my
1: charity. 100% is what I'm expecting, and I think a lot of people are too. Uh, and I don't even think it's wrong of us as fans to be expecting that, mainly because that is the most Sammy thing to do. A and B, Sammy has said in interviews that he felt a little bad that he hasn't been able to spend as much time promoting. And upkeeping his work with Sammy for Syria while the bloodline story was going on. He was so busy and so immersed in that world that he didn't he admitted he didn't get to spend the time that he wanted to. And this is an opportunity for him to take what he will be getting from this show and donating proceeds directly to that. Uh, and again, like you mentioned, Mustafa Ali did the same thing. I think the first year, I talked about last night, he donated his earnings to, I think it was water.org, and he yes. continued to donate to different charities and different uh, um, different organizations in, in for people in need. Uh, that's a good thing to do. And I think that's the the best possible scenario when your work is going somewhere that you don't feel comfortable going to, but also you want to continue representing your yourself and the company as the champion that you are
2: and, and is you know does Kevin do the same thing of like yeah I'll go and I'm going to also put this into whether it be Sammy for Syria or, or a different charity like th- does he now do, do that same thing of like okay I'm going to donate my paycheck to, to charity as well so I'm going to assume that they will deliver on this match that Sammy and Kevin are going to go Whatever they do with their money, is that that's their call. They if they do put it back into charity, great. Look, man, if they just want to keep that money, they got families and everything, and this is good money to support their family. Like, look, this is good retirement here. This is going to set up my family for when I'm not wrestling anymore. I can understand that decision as well. I I really can. I don't. do, Do I think WWE should have? any type of relationship with with Saudi Arabia ain't the best moral principle and everything out there. When it comes to the wrestlers though, I respect that decision if they're going to go and they're going to get that money because that's life changing money for, for some people. And so if they, they want that more power to them for, for, for getting it as long as they can understand the, uh, the morality issues that, kind of come along with it but the company has the agreement you know not the wrestlers wrestlers are just we're just going to take this money and And that's why a lot of that's why a lot of them don't go is there is the issue of that and you know and we'll see with Sammy and Kevin if they actually do end up going but I imagine and that's the easiest way to sort of like hit them right is like all this money you just paid me yeah I'm going to give it back to a cause that maybe you don't support and well, then you kind of use it for good in in that
1: sense. And again, we don't know how much money they make from these appearances individually speaking. So if they decide, you know, I need this much to live and I need I want to give this much to the charity of my choice, you, these are decisions that they make. We are I, I am not I'm never gonna hold them um, accountable for their need to live, whatever that is, but I kind of expect it, and I don't think it's out of the realm of of possibility that uh, Sammy and possibly KO would go turn around, donate it to, their, to that Sammy for Syria. Uh, it, just, it makes the most sense to me. And I've seen a lot of people say it. And I think that a lot of people are, are more than willing to accept the, uh, the two sides of that coin. you do, you got to go somewhere that you don't agree with the politics. But from the money you are given from the place where you don't like the politics, you turn it into something good. And sometimes that's okay
2: you know what taking care of your family is something good too yeah the way like even if you're only doing half a donation the other half you keep like man if you can set up your family i don't begrudge that at all either
1: I joked about it last night. I said, Carl Anderson's going to go back and he's going to put another edition on his house because he's going to have, you know, 27 kids by the end of this year. Like, that's just <laughs> the way it is. And then someone in the chat told me that they're expecting again. And I I still haven't confirmed.
2: Carl it. Anderson be fucking, man.
1: <laughs> they always expect it. Good for him. Good for that family. Contraception is expensive.
2: Machine gun. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dick is a machine gun with that sperm
1: thank you, you. i'm out oh no why are we why <laughs> i thought you were done after the first double <laughs> like a machine gun gotta keep going here joe pearl uh yeah and i see like ryan lambert in the chat being like they work for wwe it's not the, the best moral company it's yeah. true like again unfortunately wrestling has a skeezy underside to it most most you know, entertainment does. So this isn't something that should shock anybody. um, But we hope for little stories of, of helpfulness and hope that come from uh, appearances in less than savory places. Uh, That being said, Roman Reigns and solo Sokoa are on the other side of this. They're going to be competing for the tag titles. Uh, Is there a world where it makes sense to have Roman Reigns, who is a part-time WWE superstar, win the tag team championships and walk away with more gold and fewer dates like what are we doing here jeremy
2: roman is the best
1: this man works a part-time
2: schedule in the first place and then he's gonna hit a thousand days uh the the day of the saudi show right like that's when he hits a thousand days and instead Of doing this program where it's like, oh, you can dethrone Roman at 1000 days. Like he gets his milestone and everything, but you can build it up of like, you hit your thousand days, but you, that's it. You're not getting to a thousand and one instead of building up any type, like those t-shirts are going to be obsolete immediately when you get them. Instead of building that up into some type of short title program, Roman's like, I ain't even defending these things. Them other four titles over there. Let me get them. Let me get those belts. Alright. Let me let me get let me get two more titles for me and get two titles for Solo as well. Bless them. Bless them. I think they're winning this match. I think they are winning this match. I don't know what you do with the tag team division after that. I don't think they know what they're doing with the tag team division. After that, they don't care. They want to just have all titles Roman, give them the ultimo dragon picture out there. That's all they care about is what's best for Bloodline right now. That's what they care. What's best for Bloodline is getting some more titles, making Solo look a little bit better, letting Heyman go on his big spiel. That's what's best for business. Is what's best for Bloodline.
1: This all seems bad. <laughs> I'm all for
2: I'm, it. I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it.
1: Why not have the Usos show up, try to cost or to try to try to influence Roman and Solo into like try to try to get them to win the titles, get involved, and then basically screw up. And cost nah. them the tag title shot, and nah, then maybe that's... Roman gets pinned for the first time, and God knows how long. Absolutely not. Get out. Okay, of here. I'm just throwing it out there. Solo eats the pin, and Sami and KO retain. Listen, the depth chart on both shows tag title tag team wise, it's not very deep, uh, and there is opportunity to maybe have some movement. But Roman and Solo holding those tag titles, it just feels so weird.
2: But I'm with you. I think the better play is to keep him on Sammy and Kevin. I don't mind like the Usos showing up, screwing up type of thing. I like that. That all makes sense. You know what makes sense in bloodline business, though? You know what makes sense for Roman Reigns business? More titles and then a promo where he can be like, it's that simple. It's that simple, Jimmy and Jay. You couldn't beat these guys in two tries? You had two tries to do it? So one shot. One shot, one kill. What's the deal? Done. Took them out. These belts here. And then Roman, because you know they love, they they love acting like they, they care about these tag titles and everything. Roman takes some tag titles and is just like, you have these raw titles. They, that's your consolation prize. You did good work. You did you did you did okay work here. Make me proud. I'm giving you, I'm gifting you these belts. I'm handing you, I'm setting the table for you. You ain't even got to work for them. You take these, don't screw up anymore. Don't fuck. That's how you get them to not screw up. It doesn't happen in the match. They come out, they try to interfere. Roman Smart is just like, said, fuck out of my business. Don't come out here on this. And then maybe, yeah, they do come out, they screw up. You you advance the storyline that way. Ain't Roman Reigns' business. Roman Reigns' business is, here you go here you go, Jimmy and Jay. Let me hand you this like I've handed you everything else. Don't screw it up.
1: I said it before, I'll say it again. The Island of Relevancy runs on a very special element known as Gaslight. Yeah. And this would this would refuel that element. Absolutely. Listen, I give it to you. At the same time, you then do the one thing that... I guess would prove a little more Vince McMahon in WWE, and that is you devalue the tag titles, which are already pretty low on the totem pole right now. To be perfectly honest, they main
2: evented WrestleMania. They main evented WrestleMania. High
1: enough for everyone, and now we focus on everything else. I don't, I don't hate it. At the same time, I don't, I don't think they're going to do it. I still think that they're going to lose the the title, the tag title match. Sammy said in an interview that he, his part in the bloodline story is for all intents and purposes done. And I'm pretty sure that interview dropped before <laughs> whatever happened on Friday. So uh, this is hopefully the end, but you can't have Roman just win the tag titles and give them to the Usos, but, or maybe you can, and, Why? Then, they're his, and then they're back. But then you're, then you just did a big friggin' loop around the building. That's all you did
2: who cares that's all that's what they've been doing the story should have ended at wrestlemania that should have been I, it I, You should have gone off with that kevin and sammy win cody rhodes win and then you can do bloodline dissension and everything after that we're back roman's still the champion on this you got to keep him as still head of the table and talking down to to everybody so yeah they've done a big loop around the building that was their plan clearly we're only in the fourth inning joel this is the we're fourth not,
1: inning. We're not even in the fourth inning yet. It's we only three months since WrestleMania. It's been one month since WrestleMania.
2: All right, two outs in the third then. Sorry. Two, two, two
1: outs in the third. Buddy, we're on the third pitch in <laughs> the first out. We're still working here, brother. If we we got to do – what did you – I think it was you guys talking about in the spotlight. It was like the the uh, bottom of the sixth is WrestleMania 39. WrestleMania, yeah. or WrestleMania 40 is the bottom of the sixth. WrestleMania 41 <laughs> is the bottom of the ninth. So we okay. still got two years. Roman in Nashville. That's where he's gonna drop those titles at WrestleMania 43. <laughs> That's where it happens. Extra innings. I'm, new new stadium. Let's go. I'm telling you. I'm telling you.
2: They, they are circling the building, Joel. They gotta come up with these various ideas and various ways to keep Roman just you said gaslighting all of them. If Roman loses and solo loses, then that, that doesn't that 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 puts a that puts a, a shot. That puts a shot on him. And they, Roman, bulletproof right now. Absolute bulletproof. He ain't taking these shots. He's just not. And I don't think Solo right now is taking these shots. So you got to keep that man bulletproof. And the way to keep him bulletproof, the way to keep everything under his thumb is to just put more titles on him.
1: So I truly believe that Roman has um, a, a magnum opus in mind as to how this thing ends. I do. Mainly because at the WrestleMania press conference that everyone talks about the bottom of the third, when I was watching it, he basically said, you know, I'm doing this for my family. Um, I'm doing this to to basically give the the reins to someone in my family when I leave. Roman is not going to stick around for much longer. I'm talking like less than five years by the feelings of it. Who does he pass it on to? Is it Sola Sakoa that eventually breaks out and becomes the guy and takes out roman for those titles is it still cody Rhodes, or is roman really trying to turn this into because the story has become more insular again it's no longer about who's challenging for the title it's more about the usos and roman and solo and paul like we're back to the to the core five putting the story together who, who takes it off of Roman? Is it someone from the outside? Because they just tried that and, and, and Roman won. Or is there someone from the inside of that core five? Ro- Paul Heyman, new WWE Universal Champion. No, but is there someone from the core four of the wrestlers, let's say, that ends up being elevated out of this entire thing and wins the WWE Universal Championship?
2: How old is Roman's oldest son?
1: When's Not he going to be ready? I, I <laughs> When's he going to be ready? ready? I'm gonna actually look this up right now while we're on the air. But when when the twins gonna be ready? Give them the tag titles.
2: Yeah. When when when's the oldest gonna be ready? That's... Well,
1: Roman's 37, so let's just put it right there.
2: All right. So maybe his oldest is like a teenager, like young teen, 14, maybe. 13, maybe.
1: Maybe. I gotta look this up. I, I I can't find any information on his kids' personal life. That, that, a, we don't
2: need to be we don't need to be finding too much information on people's kids out there on the 2000 internet.
1: 2007
2: i'm not math i'm not a math major
1: I'm not, i know i'm not a math magician either so let's do this 2023 minus 2007 makes them they're 16 right now yeah boy or girl pretty sure it's a girl
2: all right that's yeah. okay but, she she gonna be the first she gonna be the first wb champion female all right got, that's what we're
1: setting up he's got two sets of twin sons i forgot about that yeah Next, when yeah, they're gonna be champions. ready. Never. This the first set was born in, or sorry, the second set was born in 2020, and the other set was born in 2016.
2: Roman might be holding them titles for a very <laughs> long time.
1: Get them, get them sons ready. Good. Right? Uh, they have to go to the uh, the uh, CFL first. Yeah, I guess so. They gotta work with yeah. they work, They gotta work with the Rock on the XFL. <laughs> you gotta do something with Warren Sapp, and then get called out by Warren Sapp. I'll be
2: all that. I saw one uh, the wasn't the best look rock back in Fast and Furious, by the way. That man, he on his uh his apologies rock's coming to WrestleMania. Rock's coming to WrestleMania. So
1: is that what is that the big okay. the the big ending? Is the rock takes the titles? Because I don't think that's the ending that would work long term. I long term, no, unless Cody then beats the rock.
2: But how does that I, set I up? It you
1: know? really is twice in a lifetime. <laughs>
2: Like, how does that set up, you know, Roman Reigns's family if it's still just Cody Rhodes out there? And people are saying Jacob Fatu. Well, I think a lot of us want Jacob Fatu in in WWE. That man's had his opportunities to sign and everything. It just hasn't happened. I don't know. Those MLW contracts are what they are. Like i he seems to have like an actual like decent contract. With MLW so I don't know when that That's up Solo seems to be the guy Right now but They've got I don't think this story's Not close to being over I think trying to figure out Where they're going with this Right now is is kind of foolish Because I don't see It ending until At least Mania next year If Roman loses these titles It feels like it's gotta be Mania Right like it doesn't Feel like he is losing these belts at some other pay-per-view no offense to SummerSlam. no offense to rumble no no offense that they, they could run a stadium show again like they did at clash of the castle it it feels like it's wrestlemania where this man is losing these titles and i think anything else kind of maybe a little bit of disappointment it's not WrestleMania. Look, they had the opportunities with Drew and Sammy, and it would have been huge on that. And the, the theory was, well, he's going to lose to Cody at, at WrestleMania, and then he didn't. It feels like it's got to be WrestleMania for this man to lose these titles.
1: What's strange to me is a lot of people have said Jay Uso over and over and over again as as the next guy. They're the same age, though. Roman and Jay and Jimmy, obviously since the Usos are twins but I just I I mean I don't know I I don't know if Jay is the right guy he's clearly proven time and again that he can act his ass off when when called upon Um, will people buy him as main event Jay for real this time not just main event Jay in the Thunderdome because the story is there and we don't have to put butts in seats they just have to watch on the WWE Network on Peacock or whatever the hell I don't know. There's, I, there's places to go with it.
2: I think people can buy Jay Uso as that guy. I think they can buy Jimmy as that guy. Because the story is going, by the time they get there, you would think they've had enough of a story to, to set this up. And whenever that turn, if it comes, it would have to come, if that's what you're setting up. It's going to be a huge, huge deal. It's going to be a huge deal. So they, they would see Jay. I think. As that guy. I mean, they like, they saw Sammy as that guy, and he was only there for a few months. Now, Jay taking this abuse for years. Like, they but then does it come about like, well, you're a little too long on this. Where we just we, we've seen the Usos get beat too many times at this point, because they actually did a good job protecting Sammy throughout the bloodline stuff. Like the Usos, they're they're getting beat and everything, but they'd have time to rebuild them. I think they would buy buy him as the guy, but would that be the correct choice for for this? Is that worth everything they've skipped through to do all this? They'd have to tell a hell of a story, and they got the material to tell it, but that doesn't that doesn't mean that they'll be able to tell it correctly, especially when they've dragged it to the point that they've kind of dragged it to.
1: They would also have to have Jay, uh, when basically break away do his own thing where he wins a bunch of singles matches and builds himself up more and more up the card not just as the other Uso or one of the Usos they've done a really good job so far of not making Jimmy and Jay feel like they used to which was they're just together all the time uh lately they've kind of turned it back into that but you know granted we're not wondering which Uso is which anymore we're we're finally at that point. We've we've been that way since the pandemic. where are like we know which one J, which one is Jay, and which one is Jimmy. Uh, Solo, by the way, is only thirty years old, so he really does have the opportunity as he starts to reach his prime to get there. Uh, and also, his middle name is Yokozuna, so clearly he's got to win. He's got to be the guy. Uh, and I see I see Ryan in the chat saying Money in the Bank, Jay. I don't hate that. That would make a really awkward and fun rift in the bloodline story. That's where I come from. And as it's not, not whether or not the, the story works, but like, imagine Roman having to give Jay side eye all the time and Jay being like, no, no, it's cool. Loose. I'm going to go after the world heavyweight championship or Roman being like, assuming that Jay is going to go after the world heavyweight championship. And then maybe Jay is more evil than his cousin, Roman. And he beats Roman. Now
2: nah, you, you, Ain't doing this money in the bank cash it, in to, to end Roman.
1: It does need to feel bigger than that. I do agree. Yeah. You can't just have a sudden swerve. Oh my God. And this were 1999. Absolutely. But this is not, uh, that's not what we're working on here. I do like the idea of money in the bank, Jay, but then he would have to be an unsuccessful cash in. It would have to be one that's forced upon him by Roman bringing him out and being like, you're going to go cash in against Seth Rollins right now or whoever the title holder is. Uh, there, There's room there, but I, I like the idea of them feeling super awkward around each other with the the briefcase, but uh, the only way that that can end is with either Jay winning the World Heavyweight Championship and breaking away for a little while. And maybe that does prove the main event scene for Jay, but it's very forced. Or they just tease it until the point where he loses the Money in the Bank briefcase in in an attempt to cash in, and Roman's just like, haha, you suck, lol.
2: Solo wins Money in the Bank,
1: mm. and Roman. Now listen, don't 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 mm,
2: my idea mm. I'm gonna, until mm. I I give you my idea. Solo wins Money in the Bank. Roman says, "Let me get that. Let me get that Money in the Bank briefcase." Solo, being a good soldier, I'm just putting all the shit on Roman Reigns. The best
1: soldier. This,
2: this man rules. Says, "Let me get that. Gets the Money in the Bank briefcase." Seth Rollins is the champion. Who who did who did Seth cash in on to win that title years ago? Who did he pin in that match years ago? The greatest cash in of all time.
1: Roman Roman
2: running around with that briefcase. He already got these two titles. He cashed in on himself. Seth has got that other title. Roman just showing up. Be like, what's up? What's up, man? How you doing? How's that theme song working out for you, Seth? Is that good? How's a title that I ain't got? You like that title? I got this right here. I want that title. I'm going to come get that title. Just remember that. Just remember that, Seth. You tell that story. And then, listen here, Joel Pearl. Then, you want to do this big solo turn? Solo has been undermined at Roman this entire time. He's having to give up. His he's having to give up his, his money in the bank. He just gave away these tag team titles to the Usos, right? Just solo and Roman. What are you giving these titles for? He's always been the good soldier. The good soldier finally turns on him. This is this trail wire right here. Good soldiers get tired of being the soldier, he want to be the boss. So he becomes the boss on this. Maybe Heyman. Helps now. Heyman sees the Roman getting a little long in the tooth here. Go that younger guy. Look at that fresher guy out here. Oh, so he backs Solo. Solo. Only way, only way to be the be, be the top guy is you, is you gotta cap the top guy. So Solo caps the boss. He becomes the boss. His name is his name. Solo Sokoa.
1: Doesn't feel like a uh like a big moment right now.
2: That's because you're a hater.
1: Well, yeah, there is that, but it just doesn't, it's,
2: it's not a moment right now. It's a moment for, you know, down the line
1: for WrestleMania 40, WrestleMania yeah. forty five, Sorry. Yeah. All right. I, I, Let the steak not- sizzle a little. I, I am sizzling. It's true. It's very warm here in Toronto today. Uh, I, I like some of the stuff we're talking about. There's, there's really interesting ways to get through it, but we're still stuck on, do Sammy and KO lose the tag titles in Saudi Arabia? Who
2: cares? We ain't worried about anybody else, but this is the Roman Reigns business, baby. Who cares about the rest of these dudes? No one cares about that. We're we're talking bloodline. We're talking Roman Reigns, Sammy, Kevin, Riddle, Rollins. None of them matter. If it ain't Roman, we ain't
1: rolling with it. Can Tamina join the bloodline? No. Okay. Uh, Let's talk about Bianca Belair though. She came out on SmackDown, was going to do a big title celebration in her hometown, home state. And the next thing you know, out comes Asuka and she's uh, turned her back. She's officially, a, I assume she's officially a bad guy because she misted Bianca with some extra chili flakes as she mentioned on Twitter. I love that people are getting upset about that, by the way, as if they don't follow Asuka already and know that she's a bit of a troll. A bit of a troll, a big of a troll. So uh, what, do you, what do you think of the uh, the firm Asuka heel turn? It looks like we're going towards Bianca versus Asuka 2 at Night of Champions. Uh, personally, I like the idea. I'm looking forward to it. What do you think of uh, the turn, and what do you think of the potential match?
2: Uh, I'm fine with it. I, I like it. I hope Asuka wins. No no offense to, to Bianca. She's had a good reign, but I don't know how much more she's gonna be able to do with with this reign at, at this point. The crowd is very behind Eo at Backlash. I, I just need something, need something different from Bianca right now than just being being the champion. And Asuka would at least freshen things up a little bit. And it ain't fully Bianca's fault with some of the, some of the stuff she's been given during this reign because it just isn't, you know, she fought damage control for like five months and just beat them all at every turn. Um, now she's already beaten Asuka. So if she beats Asuka again, then who are you going with? If it's not, if it's not Asuka, you bring up one of these call-ups who just got in the draft. Like, is that who's going to beat Bianca? I think a heal Asuka will be good. Bianca, they love the adversity, right? Uh, Bianca given, given a little bit of adversity, not the champion any longer, something fresh for her. So I'm looking for the match. First match was good. Mini match was good. I assume this one will will be no different, especially you got a very clear heel face dynamic on it. You can play off the the history with it as well. Bianca, the the backstage where her eyes were burning, she's got the shit on her hands and she's still rubbing her eyes with her hands, which are also burning and everything. Like, can someone just throw some water on her? Like where, where remember in school, the, the science lab, you had the little goggles yeah, the...
1: the eye wash station. When you yeah do... yeah yeah, we need that. Where they was that? Have one of those, they should have one of those at ringside now.
2: They, they should have one at least backstage. What's that's... happening? Why weren't we throwing water on her? Was that going to make it worse?
1: Actually, that's something... That, that's something they should have had. They should have had the water and the towel and the wiping down. Uh, she's water. wiping
2: her hands have this shit on it still, and she's wiping her face. No wonder it burns even more. What are we doing here?
1: Bianca would be awful on hot ones. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Evans would just, or Sean Evans, I should say, would be telling her, don't wipe your eyes. And she'd be like, oh, my eyes, my eyes. Wait, wait, get, get some water
2: for her. Come on. the Doctors just stand around looking stupid. I hope they got, I hope they got fired. I don't want to call for anybody's jobs, but them doctors was incompetent. They wow. just let Bianca. They just let Bianca just burn her eyes even further. Bianca Jeremy, sue them.
1: Jeremy sue I advise you to be careful. The last time someone on a podcast started talking reckless about WWE Medical, it turned into a whole thing. Whole lawsuits.
2: Did it?
1: Yeah, you got a Z pack on you? Oh. <laughs> I, thought, I thought
2: you had like a fightful podcast. Like no,
1: just, no, no. Something like that happened. Generalizations here. Uh oh. <laughs> I, I I don't hate the idea of Oscar winning this time. We haven't had a women's title change in Saudi Arabia. So this is one of those first-time-ever things that WWE would love to promote. And, you know, how, how much bigger can it be than the women's title in Saudi Arabia where things are yada yada? Uh, that's a possibility that we can see. At the same time, Asuka as the SmackDown, or as the Raw, I guess, women's champion on SmackDown, they, you know how you usher in the championship changes? This is how you do it. You have Asuka win that title, and then you can start changing the name of that title. Asuka gets presented a, with the new women's championship. Yeah. And then what about and Rhea? What, Rhea just gets her own.
2: Rhea is just, she just renames it herself. She's Rhea Ripley, Rhea Bloody Ripley.
1: Yeah, she called it the Rhea Bloody Ripley Women's Championship. Or yeah. because it has the blue background, she'll call that one the Universal Championship the women's universal title, and then they'll do a different one for Asuka, and it'll be the, the WWE Women's Championship.
2: I think renaming the belts is, is the best idea they can do with it, and the Asuka winning it, and then kick off the new era with a new renamed belt. Same lineage uh, makes, makes the most sense. I still like my idea of they just bump into each other and then pick up the wrong title and just act like...
1: Nothing happens. <laughs> Oops, sorry. Oops. Oh, no <laughs> problem. Do, do, do. I don't hate that. Or you and I, one. you and I made a joke about uh, doing the Becky and Charlotte title swap in the yeah. ring, beat by just, beat. Yeah, doing a beat by beat, but also just continuing that story like last time, as if it's kayfabe now, as if it's part of the canon, where things are just awkward and it turns into a thing. Uh, and I don't hate that idea either, but I, I I'm just. The men's titles aren't named after the shows. You don't need the women's titles to be named after the shows either. You can just have them be separate women's championships for world and universal. Straightforward. What's bigger, the world or the universe? The universe of WWE encompasses the world.
2: So the universe, the universal title is, is more important is what I'm
1: hearing. It's a bigger title. Is the intercontinental title bigger than the world title? No, because the the world, the intercontinental is part of the world, right? But it is the world. The the continents are effectively the world. Doesn't count on the water, though. The world encompasses the water. If the world title is ever defended on the water, let me know. They've defended that thing on a boat, haven't they? The boat was docked. No. Well, it's still part of the water. Only Jericho is the one who brings that... That to the the boat on the water and it floats and they go. He's the only one who's done it right. I can't believe I just said that out loud. Jericho did something right. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's upsetting in so many ways. Uh, yeah, man. I just yeah, just name, just renaming the titles. Simple, easy, easy peasy, as Asuka would say. Nah, they're me? gonna
2: do the title. They're gonna do the Titus so up. I can't wait because it was so funny when they did it with Street Profits and New Day, and everyone's like, "This is so dumb. Why would they do this?" They should never do this again. This did it again with Charlotte and Becky. Like they're, they don't care guys. They're just going to do it again. They're that, they're that fucking goofy meme. Like I'll fucking do it again. Like that's what they are. That's what WWE is. WWE. I'll fucking do it again. However he looks.
1: They'll just do the, uh, the WWE instead of then now forever. It's just effing do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Easy exactly. Easy enough. Anyway, uh, what else is going on? Tonight on Raw, may as well hop into this real quick, unless there's something else you wanted to, to touch on. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about AEW Upfronts on Wednesday with Andrew Zarian, and I'm sure we'll talk about the CM Punk stuff because that's going to be a big part of the uh, the AEW announcements at the Upfronts. So one would assume, uh, do you think Punk is going to show up on Wednesday at the Upfronts, or do you think they'll save him for
2: two? Oh, I hope so. I oh, that'd be so... So good. He's there on like the red
1: carpet. He gives a basket full of muffins to the people (laughs) in the crowd.
2: Oh, I hope he's there. That's his big return actually is just the upfronts of everything. Instead of just saving it for the collision debut. No, he's just there at the upfronts. Yeah. giving muffins to the Warner brothers executives and everything. He's going through the slides and the PowerPoint presentations of like, see what the ratings were. A year ago when I was here. See what they are now with MJF as the champion. This is why I'm back. This is why we're getting a second show. Like, oh yeah. We need CM Punk leading the, the AEW keynote at the upfronts.
1: But call him CMPD Punk. CM plus Delta Punk. That's what they get Oh, once upon a time Tony Khan called uh called him the plus delta. Called C M Punk the plus Delta for Radio. What is
2: plus what does plus Delta mean? Oh, it's a ratings thing. See, I don't understand this rating stuff. Well, that's fine. You're not supposed to. This is why I don't get on Twitter and argue like I, I do understand it. I just make jokes.
1: Fair. Uh, either way, the, the, it's just a, It's he is the guy is really what Tony was saying. He is he him. Is delta His Kids like he he said, him. he's him. Yeah. Yes. He, him. Him. Barry. I don't know. Uh, second coming. That's what we're going to talk about on Wednesday, along with the upfronts. raw this week. We're going to start with Cody Rhodes. He's going to respond to Brock Lesnar's Brock Lesnar made a challenge for a change. Brock Lesnar came to work. Brock Lesnar might come to work again this week, but Cody Rhodes and Brock seem to be uh, going on as champions. Again, we've talked about this on Friday. Is this something that we're looking forward to? Is it something that is kind of biding our time or are we building Cody for something bigger?
2: I mean, he's, he's going to do the match and he's, I guess maybe lose. I don't know. He's gonna he's gonna talk. He's gonna say, oh, so, what do you wanna talk about? Maybe he won't, maybe it'll just be like, you know what I want to talk about? We'll talk about Brock Lesnar. He's gonna like he's gonna accept what if Cody doesn't accept what he's like, you know what dude? I already beat you, man. I don't feel like beating you again. Go go beat some other people. Like you okay, you beat me up after the match. Big deal. You're a loser now. I won. Go win some matches. I got better things to do than face
1: you. What if he does that and then Brock Lesnar shows up with his tractor and turns over the Nightmare Express?
2: Oh, then that'll fire Cody up. Cody won't stand for, for that happening.
3: He'll Cody should up.
2: care about these wins and losses. You should You should care about that. He's beaten Brock. Just, I know he ran afterwards, but just, nah. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't got to beat you again. I got nothing to prove to you. Call Brock Lesnar a little bitch. Just, that's it. This called Brock t- the Brock the bitch. Do you think that that chant will get over? Hundred percent. The
1: bitch. No, no, no. It's just Brock the bitch. Brock the bitch. Just over and over again.
2: Oh, work too. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, would they? What? What's the stipulation? What do they do a stipulation this time? Is it a submission only match? Because that was how the last match ended. Was a pinfall coming off of a submission attempt. God. Definitely.
2: No, nah, you can do. Yeah, you do like passing out. Yeah, Brock puts him in the guillotine, and Cody Pat Brock ain't tapping. You kidding me? Brock ain't tapping to that figure. That's fine. Forward.
1: We're all expecting this to go one one. You can't have Cody go three and zero on Brock Lesnar a la, a la Seth Rollins, can you?
2: No, that's not adversity. Because then what's the? You're not showing any adversity. Cody's got to lose one of these matches. So I yeah. agree.
1: Yes, he does. We assume
2: I. I yeah, do us the mission match. He gets choked out. He passes out, so he doesn't tap out. He should bleed. Do they bleed in Saudi Arabia? Is that oh, a thing?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. You can do All it. Right.
2: So he should bleed. He gets choked out in the guillotine. If you lose blood, uh, the guillotine may a lot worse. Uh, and then, yeah, Cody just passes out. And then Brock licks his gloves with Cody's blood like he's BJ Penn and shit. It'd be great.
1: What if it's both? What if it is a first blood match and Brock wins? And then he chokes out Cody anyway with the guillotine.
2: No, just, do, just don't, don't do first blood matches. I don't like those. Too much room for error. Room for error, and I just think they're kind of dumb, honestly. Oh, that's I fair. just think if you want to make someone bleed, just make them bleed in the match. Like, yeah. oh, I'm going to draw the first blood on you. I just think they're kind of stupid.
1: Bully and uh, Tommy Dreamer did that at Impact Sacrifice. And I agree. It was not a good match, and it ended exactly the way you expected, where, you know, the the heel, Bully Ray in this case, is busted open first, but instead he puts the towel on his head so the referee doesn't see it. Meanwhile, there's distraction in the ring. Dreamer gets pummeled by the distractor, yada, yada. He's bleeding. Referee sees Dreamer first, even though Bully's mopped up the blood. There's, it, that, that happens too much in the first blood matches. So I agree. It's not, it's not the right choice, um, but because Brock bled in the first match, and because Brock was like essentially on his promo, he was like, you made me bleed my own blood. Uh, you're going to pay. Then we're going to do this again. And that's how you do first blood. Uh, yeah, you just, just make them bleed in the match. Right. I, I like, w- I like the
2: idea of a submission match, by the way. I do like that.
1: Yeah. I, I wouldn't mind seeing it like that because also Cody doesn't have a traditional submission that he uses, you know, we, it's we have, well, yeah, but he, he's, he doesn't win matches with it in most cases. So right. this would be one just like they <laughs> this is the worst part. Going back to the John Cena 10 years ago story that we keep saying this is exactly the same. They ju- they did this with John Cena too where they were like I forget who he was against but it was a submission match. This is where he introduced the STFU. Was that <laughs> they were like John Cena doesn't have a submission. OMG, what's he going to do? And then that's when he introduced the uh, the STFU. So they might do that with Cody and then Cody has to use presumably the figure four or some sort of submission that he's been working on or wants to start using. And what did dream ever use a submission of any kind that you can think of?
2: Mm, I can't, I can't think of one.
1: Me neither. Maybe someone in the chat knows, but uh, there, there's a story there because again, Cody doesn't traditionally use it, but Brock very much comes from the most decorated combat sports, combat sports artists, whatever they want to call him. Therefore he has submissions for days. Uh, so I could see them doing a submission match. Brock would have to make the challenge, though. Or Cody, if Cody makes it, then people are going to be like, "Are you stupid?" And Cody will be like, "No, but also yes, stupid like a fox."
2: Yeah, Cody, Cody fire up. Everyone loves when when Cody fires up and you know kind of makes that own challenge of like, "Oh, you don't think I hold a legit victory over you because I uh, just pinned you off of the Kimura?" You know, I'm going to prove that I am just as legit. As you are, Cody's got amateur wrestling background. Like you know, I didn't achieve the success that Brock did, but like I'm proved that I'm just legit. You like submission match, and then of course Brock laughs at him, He's like, "You're fucking dumb." I'm like yeah, of course I accept that. Like let's now I'm really gonna murder you. Uh, so people like that of uh, Cody when he kind of just talks himself into uh, an a disadvantage ad, advantageous position, and you know it comes out it comes out stronger. But sometimes your mouth gets you in trouble, and that's the adversity. Joel Pearl. And so that's maybe the adversity he needs to, to go through. Cause then he can do the promo of like, talk to big game and I lost again. And I'm just a big old loser.
1: <laughs> I mean, it works. <laughs> and then they do it again at uh, money in the bank. And it's one more time this time. Hell in a cell or whatever they're doing. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens tonight with uh, Cody and Brock. And then Becky Lynch is going to address Trish Stratus. We still have to get this match all the way to SummerSlam. If the reports are true. Uh, this is, I guess, step one. Do we do a tag match at Night of Champions? Uh, Who's do... Trish's partner? I don't know. That's the... Bailey. Do we? But mm-hmm. Bailey's on SmackDown. Uh, th- there's no right answer unless I'm gonna hold on. Where is Tiffany Stratton? Call no. her up. Emma. Call her up, Trish.
2: Emma. Trish needs to uh, just come out. She's like, you know what? You guys are all focused on Lita. Oh, oh. I'm gonna unite with.
1: Get Piper Niven. Sure, Trish can That's be. Fine. Trish can be like, "This is my heavy. This is Piper Niven. She's gonna beat your asses."
2: That's fine. I, yeah. my, my point was of uh, you know, oh, Lita wants to boost. Becky Lynch. What does Becky Lynch need the boost for? She's already Becky Lynch. Like I'm actually here to help the younger generation. I'm actually here to for to help people who respect me the way and the the roads that I paved for them. That's Tiffany Strat.
1: I feel like Tiffany's a little busy right now. Doing what? She's uh, currently trying to win the NXT Women's Championship at Battleground, which is the night after Night of Champions. Well, maybe she doesn't win that match. Maybe she doesn't win that tournament. Anyway, Becky Lynch addresses Trish tonight. Trish, who, by the way, now has a thank you Trish t-shirt in the style of the I am the man. And I, I don't hate it. I think it's funny. You should buy one. I'm probably not going to buy one. The wrestling Why? merch that I have is currently sitting in a drawer, and I almost never wear it anymore. Buy one. You buy one.
2: I'm trying to get sent a shirt from a different company, and they still won't do that for me.
1: Well, then clearly you need the other company to send you a shirt that you want and be like, look what they <laughs> did for me. And they'll be like, that's nice. Watch AEW Rampage on Friday. <laughs> yeah, definitely
2: everything to she did yeah. say She want to stay in NXT. Well, listen, maybe she, she <laughs> should go... She should go to Saudi and win that match. She should pen Lita and then get her back in time to win the, the NXT Women's Championship. What a weekend for Tiffany
1: Stratton! Something like that. I don't think that's going to be. I, I really do. Looking at the roster, Piper Niven is the one that I would probably do, unless Ronda Rousey's ready and they do tri- <laughs> Trish and Ronda. I would rule
2: absolutely you know natalya actually would have been like a halfway decent decent spot for here of like canadian come uh unity yep. and everything had some but,
1: crossover yeah. as well in terms of time on the roster there was, uh, yeah. there was a little bit of crossover there i would have done that sure but yeah it feels like becky and lita will will get back together for one more match at Set night of champions or lita's going to come out and avenge herself for being taken out by trish before the the women's yeah. title match
2: Trish and Lita in Saudi
1: yeah I would do Trish and Lita in Saudi we talked about that before Trish hasn't it. done a Saudi match Becky or not Becky Lita has but then you just have people in their corner and that's maybe when you introduce Piper as the, as like the secondary for Trish
2: you're very Trish. sold on Piper Niven
1: I'm just looking at what she's up to and who's on the roster and there is there's nobody else there's nobody else that makes sense and Piper could really use something to do
2: I mean, I'm I'm with you. I just I don't even know if they're going in this direction. It might not even be like a person in the corner. It might just be Trish and Lita because it's Trish and Lita. I don't know. Sure. It, it does feel like they're gonna if they're gonna extend this program to SummerSlam, they gotta throw some type of obstacle at, at Becky Lynch. Now, does that mean it's it's Piper Niven in a permanent role for Trish Stratus? I don't I don't know. Maybe it's just hey, here's Piper Niven. She just gets beat one week uh and and that's that's the end of that relationship so it could could be something like that uh like yeah get piper and Evan something to do um i'm fine with that
1: gunter is back this week the intercontinental yeah. champion as oh, last yeah. week vinci and uh kaiser were walking around saying the is coming and everyone's like the what what did he one if by sea two if by land is that what it is yeah anyway Gunter's back. Who Who is the he? Pretty, the British are coming. That's the joke. There. The British are coming. Okay, well, yeah. Canadian. We're not British. Put the queen, well, the king now on our money, so I guess it's the same. Uh, who, who is going to be Gunter's first challenger for the Intercontinental Championship? Actual challenger, not just he's going to show up tonight and Riddick Moss is going to lo- lose the match.
2: Which is means- the ma- I know the Rumble is tonight like did they get the win Are they did they get the match tonight or did they get the match like next week
1: i didn't even realize that they were doing a rumble because nothing is on the wwe raw preview
2: oh uh, well you should read com where i had to write this article of what's on raw and they're doing yeah they're doing a battle royal sorry not a rumble uh they're doing a battle royal to determine the first challenger for gunther and you know the intercontinental
1: title then it is Riddick Moss and Riddick Moss is going to lose at night of champions to Gunter I'm sorry here's who it is Joe Pearl let's hear it Drew McIntyre (sighs) I don't know how I feel about that why because again we're still on the Drew is going to turn heel uh, boat I am yeah you are wouldn't you
2: Uh, probably but i don't know when they're gonna do it like you can still do it it can lose the gunther again at night of champions and then getting freshen him up by having a heel turn and then it's like ah, those losses don't matter he turned heel
1: we done shinsuke versus gunther we have done shinsuke versus gunther
2: uh yeah it feels like a while ago but
1: yeah i'm I'm gonna just look that up real quick but I, i know they've done it there's there's no one else that makes sense here johnny gargano Gargano does only because you're trying to redo the way. And if Champa's coming back, then you do Champa, Gargano, and Loomis against uh, Imperium, and you have a six-man yeah. tag built out of that. Unfortunately, I don't care about it. it's very confusing though because you look at the, if you're watching for the first time and you're like, Gunter is standing tall, the big guy with the Intercontinental Championship, and then you see the the way, or at least Champa, Gargano. And, and Loomis, you're going to assume Loomis is the one going for the title because he is the tallest of the three.
2: They don't they don't care. They don't care about any of that. The, the, the whole point of Gargano is Gargano wins the Battle Royal, and then what do you get out of it, Joel? I don't care about this storytelling, Imperium, Way, DIY. I don't care about that. What do you get out of Johnny Gargano winning the Battle Royal? The only thing people care about nowadays, Joel Pearl, banger matches. That's it. You get a banger match between Gargano and Gunther.
1: I mean, I'd enjoy it. And 3 in the chat saying that it was Gunter and Gargano at a uh, house show. There you go. By the way, Nakamura, Nakamura and and Gunter happened, oh, my God. This was February, not February, Eight uh, it what month is this?
2: Why can't you tell
1: months? Because they're doing it the, the different way than us. They do it the- Yes, uh, I, I know airport. how
2: they do it. They, you are clearly not someone who uses cage match like every single hour. I don't use it. Every hour. Anyway, it
1: was August 2022. August 2022 was Gunter and Nakamura. But yeah, that's... So you can refresh that for sure.
2: Yeah. But it does feel like
1: Gargano and then they'll do the six-man tag and they'll have the Wave versus Imperium. It's NXT, baby. We're back.
2: Banger matches. That's all anyone cares about nowadays.
1: Come and bang on on,
2: (laughs) us. I'm on. I'm with Biggie. Come bang on this wet-ass pussy. I'm with Biggie. I just want big, meaty men slapping the meat. That's what we want. We don't need these big, keep, bump your five-star matches.
1: Whap. Whap, 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 whap. Anyway, Wednesday, we're going to talk about numbers. We're going to talk about AEW's new deal. Hopefully, Andrew Zarian will be with us. And then uh, Friday, we'll have a lot to talk about AEW, I'm sure of it, as we start getting closer to Double or Nothing. But uh Wednesday. Wednesday's gonna be a fun show. So come and join us again. Jeremy Lambert. Let's get on out of here. Plug your stuff.
2: Don't follow me on Twitter. Follow Steven Jensen on Twitter at fight talk underscore. Watch all the stuff we have going on. Fightful overbooked. Big, I will plug this. I don't like plugging a lot of stuff. FMC tomorrow is gonna be amazing. 8:30 a.m. This channel right here, Fightful Overbooked. We don't talk wrestling. If you like the NBA. It's myself. It's SP3. We're talking basketball. We got a lot of fun basketball stuff to talk about. Lakers are in the conference finals. They're facing the Nuggets, who I picked to win the title. Joel Embiid choked again. We got we got the Knicks slander. We we got we got the Kevin Durant slander. As you be a great episode tomorrow of FMC. Eight thirty. If overbooked, That's there we go. There's like
1: some that. great stuff. There's some great stuff on overbook this week. So come and check it out. Come and watch us. We'll be back again on what day is it on wednesday 10 a.m i am actual pearl j-o-e-l-p-e-a-r-l i am not going to plug anything because it's all on my socials so ladies gentlemen friends beyond the binary we'll see you in the next one
0: cheers what's so special about hero bread soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas hero bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs five to eleven grams of protein and high fiber in every delicious serving Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to hero.co to shop today. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job, it's a calling.